Welcome to Today on Broadway for Friday, September 22nd, 2023. I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini. I'm Tell Me on a Sunday podcast, Grace Aki. Grace, you and I just finished a recording with our friend Kate Ranking, who has multiple different social media handles across multiple different social media platforms. But chances are, if you are plugged into the musical theater in theater size of whatever social media platforms you are on, chances are that you know them very well. They're one of the most insightful and genuine theater influencers around there. So that interview will be coming up on our Patreon feed this weekend, and it is a Patreon exclusive. So make sure if you want to hear that conversation about how Kate plans trips to New York, how they plan flights, hotels, how they get the tickets that they want to see, all of that good stuff and good information for people who live outside of New York City is in that interview. And after the first few minutes, Grace Aki jumped on. So we had like two huge social media influencers in the theater space on. So it really was a treat, Grace. Wow, so fancy. Also, just even even if you're like, I already live here and I don't need to know about travel, they're just a lovely person to talk to and for you to have on your radar of the people that are a part of the theater community that kind of go beyond the industry that are a part of kind of grassroots influencer theatrical content creators. So definitely worth your listen. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's get into the news, Grace. And this is a this is a doozy. We've talked about the fact that Smash is working its way to Broadway slowly but surely. And yesterday, in a variety exclusive, we got information about the casting for an upcoming industry reading for the musical. It is going to happen on Friday today. And I'm not gonna lie. The casting is a choice, and I don't want to necessarily say it's a bad choice, and I'll I'll get into that in a minute, but it is certainly not what I would have expected for the casting of both Ivy and Karen. In those roles, playing Ivy will be Robin Herter. Playing Karen will be Carrie Butler. Now, here's the thing, Grace. They kind of went out of their way in Variety to say that they have the same names as the characters in the TV show Smash, but it is not necessarily the same characters. And it's a little confusing, but the way it makes a little bit more sense as you look through the rest of the cast. The show in the show, the bombshell writers are going to be played by Alex Brightman and Krista Rodriguez. However, instead of being friends, they are a married composer-lyricist duo. Um, Vanessa Williams is playing the show's producer, who is not named Eileen, according to to Variety. Brooks Ashmanskis takes on the part of the director. Bonnie Milligan is the associate director. Christine Nielsen is an acting coach in the show. Justin Cooley, who is also in Kimberly Akimbo with Bonnie Milligan, is an intern. Tony nominee. Tony nominee, Justin Cooley. I just want to say that because... He is incredible. And I, we got to respect that name. We do. We do. Um, So it feels like what they're doing is, is like they're taking the kind of types of characters that we saw in the TV show and building around them in form and maybe in name, but not necessarily the exact same. So if we were, if we were saying this is Karen Cartwright and Ivy Lynn, the exact same characters that we saw in the TV show, it would make no sense for Robin Herter and Carrie Butler to play those roles um, because they, they were both kind of like up and coming actors. Ivy had been a, a chorus girl working her way up, but still younger. Both Carrie Butler and Robin Herter are both older than Marilyn Mo- Monroe was when she died. So I don't know what the story is. So it, that might be a part of the story that these are seasoned actors 
who are the lead and then the understudy. But it still feels a little strange to me, Grace. Like, I love them both, but it, it it's it's certainly a choice as far as I'm concerned as to, go, to going with them. And again, no guarantee that they're going to continue with it. But it, it was I was I was a little taken aback and a little surprised by it. You know, there's always a method to some casting madness um, and we don't have the script. We don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I am very curious as well. I think it's challenging when things have been rumored and surfaced about like, is there a production of Bombshell? Is there a production of Hit List? Now there's a production of Smash, but then it's different than Smash. And so it's like, well, then is the audience, and this is genuinely like a curiosity question, then who is the audience? Because it's it's not going to be for diehard Smash fans, which is a very niche potential you know, audience breakdown. Then it must be wider and might be more, they might be a little bit more explorative in terms of what they wanted to accomplish, maybe with the show, more songs to be added, et cetera, et cetera, which is a great creative opportunity. Um, so it definitely like begs the question, like, what is the purpose? You know, is this having come to fruition with having some of those songs from Bombshell finally see on stage? Is it Market's got like what? What is the goal? You know what I mean? Because it's not completely fan service. A show exists and a show is developed to have commercial production in most cases, especially one like this. But my question is, what is the potential opportunity here? So, yeah, I'm curious as well. Yeah. Like you mentioned, a lot of the big songs from the TV show, Let Me Be Your Star, they just keep moving the line. Those songs will be in the show. But... Uh, Mark's, Mark Shaman and Scott Women are writing new songs for the show. And one of the things that the article in Variety mentions is the fact that when Bob Martin and Rick Ellis, two of the best book writers, I think, working musical theater comedy, started working on this, Steven Spielberg, who is a, a producer of the musical and was an executive producer of the TV show, what he told them was, is that it has to be really funny. Like, this only works if it's funny. The show had had a little bit of a sense of humor, but it was, you know, much more of a drama. So I feel like they're playing into a little bit more of an old school backstage comedy with this. Um, obviously, when you get Bob Martin, he is a, a genius at like these backstage comedy type shows. So I, I think that makes a ton of sense. But it certainly changes. Like you said, it is not going to just be smash the TV show on stage. This is the culmination of a two week developmental lab so they've been working on it this reading that's going to happen this presentation that's going to happen today on friday is just going to be music stands there's not going to be any blocking any choreography but susan stroman is directing but the choreography for the stage show is going to be done by joshua bergas who also won an emmy for doing the show the show's choreography on tv so um the next steps for these is that they're going to do a six-week workshop in February, starting in February, that will have choreography and staging. And the plan is to open on Broadway in 2024-2025. They are not currently planning to have an out-of-town tryout. I, uh, I think that's a bad idea, Grace. I just think that's in general, it's a bad idea to, to open a show cold on Broadway these days. Um, it really varies. I will I say the market for this show... And this is very cursory conjecture. So take this with a grain of salt, obviously. But I think it is completely New York centric. I actually do not believe that an out of 
town on paper, not knowing jack shit, <laughs> um, is is there's a better opportunity for the New York diehard theatrical audiences and that people will come here wanting to be the first to taste it in New York. So that is that is where my brain's at with it. I understand that from a ticket selling perspective, I'm more thinking of it as a work out the issues perspective, because the last musical that Shaman and Whitman did, Some Like It Hot, also did not have an out-of-town tryout and also borrowed a song from Smash. And I think it needed an out-of-town tryout. Like, I think it needed work. And I'm just worried that this is going to be a show that, like, doesn't reach its potential because they don't have enough time to work on it. And obviously, they're doing all of the stuff you have to do before it gets to an actual public presentation and doing the workshops and doing the presentations and doing the, the all of that stuff. But I, I don't think that you can substitute that in front of an audience. And obviously, New York audiences are going to be different than... Chicago, Atlanta, you know, Boston audiences. And and you might be right that it might just not work as well out of town and it needs the the to be in front of a New York audience to actually know if anything's are uh, are 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 working properly. But I it just makes me worried. Like I think with a show like this you need to to test it out in front of people, but they know more than I do. They've got a lot more money than I do, so we will see what happens when and if it does make it to Broadway cold. All right, Grace, let's talk about some show and casting news here. And this one going from one industry reading to another um, on Wednesday night, actually late at night, we got information about a new upcoming industry reading for an original musical comedy called Female Troubles. That'll be happening next week. The show is completely original. It has lyrics by Amanda Green, music by Curtis Moore, who's a three-time Emmy winner from uh, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, and a book from Emmy-winning writers Gabrielle Allen and Jennifer Crittenden. It is being directed by Christopher Gatelli. The cast is fantastic for this. It features Christina Alabato, Kevin DeLagula, Amanda Green herself is in it, Lily Cooper, Lilius White, Leslie Margarita, Ryan Redman, Kate Rockwell, Matt Saldivar, Alana Saunders, her brother Trent Saunders, Jake Swain, Sav Souza, Rachel Stern, and Frank Viveros. In the show, Eleanor Benton finds herself surprisingly and undeniably knocked up. And since she's unmarried and this is the 19th century in England, she has a very big dilemma. Facing ruin, she and her girlfriends embark on a raucous journey to find the one notorious woman who can help them with their female troubles. I, I've not heard a single thing about this musical, Grace, but with all of those people involved, I'm now rooting for it because I love so many of those people. I've interviewed a lot of those people, and uh, that sounds like a, a really interesting show. I do think it's curious that even though most of the, the, the writing team, although not all of the writing team, but most of the writing team is women, that the show, the show is being directed by a man. So I think that is interesting. Not that that's bad. The creators obviously chose Chris Catelli, but yeah. yeah. That's because women can't direct, and we've learned mm -hmm. that. You know, if you look at the creative teams, they're there's a reason, you know, women just don't want to lead. Um, no, they're, they're, um, they're not, they're not built for it. Women aren't built to lead not, is what you're saying. Yeah. They're too emotional. Someone splice that audio clip out. <laughs> Matt Tamanini says women can't lead. Yeah, um, canceled. That, um, but I think that, no, I, for sure. And you know what? It's a, it's a process. I'm grateful for, you know, the women on the writing team, et cetera, et cetera. Always looking for more visibility for any, anybody of any, um, gender discipline, but et cetera, et cetera. Um, I agree with you. Like what a crazy talented cast. I'm very curious. I would love to go to any mm -hmm. presentation and that's, that's really exciting. Also, I just love when you get a great mix of people. And I will say I would die for Chris Catelli. I 
obviously I can count on two hands the amount of times I've been so a star, like shocked that I couldn't, like, I didn't know what to say. I just wanted to say thank you. And he is one of them. Um, when I snuck into the My Fair Lady opening night party at Lincoln Center, mm-hmm. he's really a gift to any mover, any dancer, the way he tells stories with the body, even as like a director and a choreographer, it's so meaningful. So I'm very interested. All right, let's go to shows that are actually like coming to the stage very soon. Yesterday, the Vineyard Theater announced the complete casting for the upcoming world premiere of John J. Caswell Jr.'s Scene Partners. We already knew that it would be directed by Rachel Chavkin, and it will star Oscar winner Diane Wiest. The show will begin performances on October 26th with an opening night on November 12th. But joining Wiest in the cast will be Tony nominee Joanna Day, Eric Berryman, Josh Hamilton, Kristen C. and Carmen H. Hurley. In the show, Wiest plays Meryl, who late in life decides to leave Milwaukee for Hollywood to become a movie star. So very excited about this one. Great cast and uh, looking forward to hearing more about it soon. Then another show that I actually had gotten a whisper from uh, somebody who you might be able to figure out here in a second was going to be coming to New York. And it is the show called Mad Women of the West. It is coming off Broadway to premiere at the Actors Temple Theater, beginning previews on November 11th. The show is written by Sandra Singh Lowe, and it stars Caroline Aaron, Melanie Mayron, Joe Beth Williams, and friend of the show now, Mary Lou Henner. Thomas Caruso will direct the production. It is currently scheduled to run through January 1st. The play is set in Jules's Brentwood Mansion, where Marilyn, who is sugar cleansing, is throwing a surprise birthday brunch for Claudia, who hates birthdays. Their long estranged celebrity friend Zoe crashes the party fresh from her TED Talks. Excited about this one. It is uh, a fantastic cast of people who have incredible resumes both on stage and screen and uh, very excited about this. I think I think we're going to have to get Mary Lou on the show to talk about it, though, Grace. Mary Lou, if you're listening, please, let's talk. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, all right. Um, this one is going from the stage to the screen. And yesterday it was reported in Deadline as an exclusive that the film adaptation of the iconic play The Dutchman will begin filming next Monday, despite the ongoing SAG-AFTRA strike, because it has landed a SAG-AFTRA interim agreement. This play was originally staged in 1964. It is about an encounter on a New York subway between a well-to-do black man and a white woman. And it is written by the late great Obie award-winning playwright Amiri Baraka. And this one is going to be directed by Andre Gaines. And he co-wrote the script with Kasim Basir. In the cast will be Andre Holland, Kate Mara, Zazie Beetz, and Stephen McKinley Henderson. This is like one of those iconic civil rights era plays that does not get nearly the attention that it deserves. But having an opportunity to see this as a film, it was actually also made into a film back in 1966. So having a new version of that should be great. And I love everybody in that cast. And Grace, I I haven't told you this. This will not come as a surprise to you. But when I'm in town in a couple of weeks, I went ahead and did it. I'm seeing six for my eighth time mainly because there was really nothing else happening on Monday night. So I got a Monday night ticket. But on Thursday, the company announced that to mark its second year on Broadway, even though it's been more than that dating back to before the, before the pandemic, starting on October 6th, which marks the official anniversary of the show, they're going to be starting a series called Sixth of the Month, in which every sixth of the month, they will have 
different events and activations and gifts for audience members who are there at the theater. They have an email sign up list if you want to be a part of it to hear all of the information about this. I'm going on like the 9th, so I'm a little annoyed that I'm not going to be there on the 6th of October. Just flip it. Just tell them that you were confused and and there was- Flip the number upside down. Exactly. That's a good point. I should should make sure that they understand that, that I have some sort of not dyslexia, but like upside downia uh, or something. That's a disease that I just made up. But uh, anyway, very excited about this. I love the fact that they are kind of uh, leaning in even more to the six of it all. So very cool about that. Looking forward to hear about what, what that is all about. All right, Grace, I'm going to wrap up with a feel-good recommendation. And I love these. I absolutely love NPR Tiny Desk concerts, no matter what, even if I don't know who the the artists are, like, I still think they're very cool to see stripped back performances like that. But in honor of Wicked Day, it's 20th anniversary coming up on Broadway next month. They brought in the current stars of the show, Alyssa Fox, who plays Elphaba, and Mackenzie Kurtz, who plays Glenda, to do a handful of songs with the show's composer and lyricist Stephen Schwartz on piano. They did Defying Gravity, Popular, I'm Not That Girl, and For Good. Very, very cool. We don't get to see, like, stripped-down versions of show tunes with the actual stars very often. Sometimes you'll see it at 54 or Birdland or whatever, but I think this is great. I love this. I love tiny desks and this is a very cool way to celebrate now the fourth longest running show in the history of Broadway. All right, Grace, before we head into the weekend, do you have any recommendations, anything to send people out on? No, I hope everyone sleeps. I would love to sleep and I will join everyone and we can sleep together and you can quote me. I mean, if you're going to cut up my thing saying women can't lead, you need to cut up Grace saying we can sleep together. So uh, it's a Friday here at Broadway Radio. (laughs) Thanks, everybody. (laughs) Broadway Radio after dark. All right, everybody. That is all that we have. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. You can follow me pretty much anywhere at BWW. Matt Grace, where can people find you? You can find me at It's Grace Hockey. All right, everybody. Have a wonderful Friday, a wonderful weekend. We'll be back to talk to you on Monday.